Welcome to another episode of Doubtfully Daily Matigo, a short podcast rarely longer than it needs to be where I get to discuss whatever happens to be on my mind. And today, it's backups. About a year ago, I was approached by somebody um, who was just coming up to the end of their PhD thesis, their doctoral thesis, and they came to me with tears in their eyes because their computer refused to boot, and their PhD thesis was only on that computer. So they needed me to recover the data so that they could continue. Um, they had just a couple of days remaining until it had to be absolutely finally submitted, and they just didn't know what to do. So I took a look at the machine, and it was dead. Um, there was no way of getting the data back or anything of that sort. It had an SSD. And basically what had happened was um, the student had been doing something, doing some testing with different operating systems, and they had wiped the computer. and Usually that's, you know, it's not okay, but if you're using a spinning disk hard drive, you can usually recover the data pretty quickly. The thing was he was using an SSD and an SSD when, um, when it's configured to use the trim extensions, um, what'll happen is when trim finally does come along, any data or any remnants of data that's on the SSD that has been marked for deletion will be gone. And there is pretty much no way for a non-military organization to recover that data. So there was nothing we could do. His PhD thesis was completely gone and that was the end of it. And so he was panicked. He had no idea what, like, how to get around this. And eventually um, I got him to calm down and we talked about all the different ways that he may have moved that data around in the past. Because very rarely do we have data that exists only in one location, particularly for something like a, a PhD thesis, because you're sending it around, you're trying to get people's feedback, your professor's feedback and things of that sort in order to ensure that your thesis is the best it could possibly be. You don't just hand it to somebody and say, boom, here it's done. There's, It's a collaborative process. And so eventually he remembered, okay, yeah, he did send it to somebody via email um, and he was able to recover the vast majority of his data um, as it was two or three weeks before this devastating event. Now, of course, he still had a couple of weeks worth of data to, or of edits and whatnot to redo in a matter of days, but that was better than starting from scratch and maybe losing an entire year of time um, in order to go and redo the whole thing all over again. While it's suboptimal, he was lucky. Now, what's terrible is um, he's recently come back at me and he's lost data again. And this time it's photos. And these photos, he didn't share anywhere. He didn't use any cloud services. He didn't have anything of like any sort of backup. Um, oddly enough, after last year's events, it still didn't spur him to create backups. And his argument is he doesn't want to back things up in the cloud because he doesn't know who owns the data. Now, he's not quite as paranoid as I am, but it's just a very lame excuse. It's a very poor excuse. And the reason is, how much does it cost to get an external hard drive? Now, here in Japan, you can get a two terabyte external hard drive for about a hundred US dollars. Um, for a student, yeah, that's a little bit of money, but it's not an impossible amount of money. There are USB sticks that you can get, which are 64 gigabytes and 128 gigabytes, which for most people with their photo collections, that's plenty. And you can back up data with automated processes. Like there are free applications you can use regardless of what operating system you choose, whether it's Windows, Mac OS, some Linux variant, or 
It doesn't matter. There are mechanisms that will allow you to say, these files I want to have sent to this USB stick or to this network drive or something of that sort on, an, on a semi-automated schedule. And it will do that for you. Now, that's not really a good backup mechanism. That's part of one, but that's not a really good backup mechanism for a really good one. You also want to make sure that the backups actually work, which means you have to be able to go back and test them sometimes. But for this guy, he lost, I can't remember exactly how many, but it was, he says it was about 20 gigabytes worth of photos that he's collected over the last couple of years, his university years, um, that he's no longer able to get back. And all I could say was, well, that's too bad. There's nothing I can do for you because you didn't learn when this problem bit you last year and you haven't learned yet. So I'm not going to invest a great deal of time trying to save data. Maybe the trim command hasn't come along and wiped out more of his information or anything of that sort. Um, I didn't even ask him where he got all the pictures from. Because if, it, if these pictures are from the last four years and he lost technically all of his data last year, then he should really only have a year of data. Um, but he's you know, giving me inconsistent numbers, which means there probably is another store somewhere of pictures from three years ago and two years ago and last year. Um, but I'm not, I'm not particularly interested in walking him through the process of figuring out where his data is anymore. Um, he doesn't want to use cloud. That's fine. That's his choice. Like I don't use cloud for anything that's not related to work either. Um, I do use iCloud for a few things, but regardless, uh, he doesn't have the desire to get an external USB device, whether it's a hard disk, an external SSD, or just a USB thumb drive. He doesn't want to do that. And he's not putting any of his other computers to use, having one of them being a, a backup server. So... If he won't help himself, I don't see why I should help him. But that being said, it's incredibly important that we all have backups of our data. It's not a particularly difficult thing to do anymore. It's not particularly expensive. Um, and consider it insurance. And I know a lot of people don't like insurance, but and primarily because insurance companies have a terrible reputation um, for good reason. But we really need to take backups seriously. And there's no excuse for it anymore. So much of our lives has become digital. And if our house were to burn down and our phones were in the house and somebody were to walk out with just the clothing on their back, could the data be rebuilt? Now, for me, yes. Believe it or not, I've got, I don't know how many terabytes in this house. Um, it's well over 100 terabytes worth of data, which I have. And a lot of it, well, all of the important stuff I can rebuild within a matter of hours. And that includes all the servers. They can be rebuilt relatively quickly because it's, it's a basic Ubuntu systems. Um, I'm not doing anything really crazy with those. Um, the configurations might take a little bit of time, but Regardless, this stuff can be set up relatively quickly. And the backups themselves, I've got offsite backups, one in Vancouver, one in Toronto, um, and then another in Osaka, which is um, about 300 kilometers away from here. So I've got these mechanisms set up. And as for passwords, I've got all of my passwords in password manager, which is stored. Um, that is the one thing I do keep in the cloud, um, just using one password. And so it's completely encrypted. Um, in such a way that nobody's going to be able to get to it unless they have my master password. 
And that's something that I've never spoken. So I highly doubt anybody's going to know what that is. And it changes every 45 days. So for me, and mind you, I've been bitten by the backup issue a couple of times in the past. Um, the most recent time that I can remember is about 2005 when I accidentally formatted the wrong hard drive on a computer and all of my, all of my important work information just vanished. So I had to go and rebuild stuff um, from very old backups, seven, eight months. And for work, seven or eight months old data is really old. So it's just not cool. But now all my source code, it's on GitHub. Um, all of my databases are ephemeral, so they can be thrown away and rebuilt at will. I, I don't have to worry about that per se. The production databases that I have have a remarkably um, comprehensive backup regiment so that these things are backed up in multiple locations across the globe, um, not only for work, but also for clients and things of that sort. 10 centuries is the same way. If, if my house were to burn down and 10 centuries were to go offline, since the server is in the house, um, if the server were to go offline, I could have another machine set up, whether it's in Amazon or something of that sort, within a matter of an hour, so long as I had access to a computer that had... Um, Wow, that's all I need, a computer that has an operating system on it and that I can just rebuild. But you know, mind you, I am an edge case when it comes to this. I don't like not having things protected. Um, there are things that are not protected because they're just unimportant pieces of data, um, such as temporary files and whatnot. Like I, I don't care about that stuff. Virtual machines, again, I don't care that all these things are disposable. But anything that's not disposable I have multiple backups, and these backups are tested um, both by myself as well as with automated mechanisms. I've got systems that are set up to just download a random backup on a regular schedule and just decompress it, make sure that all the files are still there and that the, the SHA hashes match and things of that sort. And it's completely automated. And if anything is, is amiss, then I receive a notification that says, hey, something's wrong with this particular backup, and then I can go and follow that up. But for for the young man who just continues to lose his data, I know he's not alone in this particular predicament. Um, people lose data all the time, but backups are not a complicated thing anymore. Backups are not particularly expensive anymore. Um, you get yourself an external hard drive. You don't keep it connected to your computer all the time, just maybe once a day or even once a week have it set up so that every Sunday night or something of that sort, the computer backs itself up to that external drive, and then you put the external hard drive in a closet somewhere until the following week. It's not particularly difficult anymore, and it's not expensive, and it's something that really, we really all should be doing. Because if we don't have a backup, then that means that the information that's on that device should be treated as completely ephemeral. If it goes away, it goes away. But if anything's important, we need to have at least three copies. The copy on the device, the copy that we think is a backup, and the copy that is there just in case the backup doesn't work, because not all backups are good. And if we're not doing that, then maybe that file is not particularly important. It's a very harsh thing to say, but reality has proven time and again in my experience anyways, both personally and professionally, that without a proper backup mechanism, it just doesn't make sense anymore to try and recover lost data. 
Um, machines are all moving to SSDs and data recovery has become remarkably more complex as a result. This is both a good and a bad thing, but if something's gone, we need to consider it gone. So backups, we need to have backups.